Okay. We are recording. <laughs> Sorry. You're just as beautiful as she is. What can I say? Not everyone's blessed with my talents. <laughs> <clears throat> Welcome back to Kicking and Streaming, where onions are like cakes, but cakes are not like onions. I'm Carrie. And I'm Ross. <laughs> and welcome to the third episode of Kicking and Streaming. What are we doing this week? We're doing Shrek. I knew that already. I know you did. <laughs> and then a bird dies. <laughs> yes. It was based on a picture book from the 1990s by William Stieg. Steig? Yeah, one of those. One of those. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it stars Mike Myers and Cameron Diaz, Eddie Murphy. Lots of good names up in here. John Lithgow. Yeah, Lithgow. Yeah. Oh my God. You want to have this argument? I really don't. Okay. Because I'm right. Yeah, no, it's okay. You, oh. you can be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> just stand there. Just stand there in your wrongness and be, be wrong. wrong. <laughs> Twas long ago and far away in a land as different as night from day. Where fairy tale creatures of a magical sort. I'm not a puppet. I'm a real boy. Alright, this one's full. Take it away. Were banished by a prince who was really short. He hoffed and he popped and he signed an eviction notice. You're a monster. Now, the one to save their neck. Oh, you're expecting Prince Charming. Hey! Oh, no, 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 no. Dead girl off the table. Where is the pasta butter? The bed's taken. What? Is a hero named Shrek. Shrek? Shrek. Shrek. Ah! Oh, that was really scary. And if you don't mind me saying, you definitely need some Tic Tacs or something, because your breath stinks. But a tale like this will also need a princess. Oh, what? And a noble steed. All right, I hope you heard that. If you call me a noble steed, you think I'm a steed? Mike Myers, Eddie Murphy, Cameron Diaz, John Lithgow. This is going to be fun. We can stay up late, swapping manly stories in the morning. I'm making waffles. Then I saw her face. Don't look down. Shrek, I'm looking down. You think that Shrek is your true love? Well, yes. <laughs> Shrek. I just know before this is over, I'm gonna need a whole lot of serious therapy. Look at my eye twitching. Do you know who was originally supposed to play Shrek? I don't actually. Who was supposed to be who was supposed to be Shrek? Chris Farley. Really? Chris Farley actually recorded most of the dialogue before his death in Really? Before his death in 1997, yeah. Shrek was in production that early? Yeah, these movies take years. Look at me in the eyes. I'm looking. It took four years just to animate Merida's hair. I knew that in already. Brit. But just think about that. You know, it took, I mean, hey, you know they started working on cars before they started working on Titanic? That's crazy. I know. It took them nine years to make cars. They started production in 1997. Okay, I'm sorry. I guess it's not that unbelievable, but it's just, wow. I know. I'm sorry. You don't think it takes that long. Chris Farley, huh? 
they actually offered it to Nicolas Cage first. Thank God. Thank <laughs> God they shut that down right away. He didn't want to be in it. Stick to National Treasure. <laughs> and then they brought in Chris Farley, and then he passed away. And then they brought Mike Myers in. He recorded all of the dialogue in his regular speaking voice. And then they're like, no, just kidding. Can you do it in a Scottish accent? And a five, six, seven, eight. That would have made me fucking nuts. <laughs> I, also, I cannot imagine Shrek with just Mike Myers' voice. I think that would also drive me bananas. The accent is iconic. I know. Like, I'm very glad that they decided to go back and do that again. I'm sure Mike Myers was a little pissed, but you know. He actually said it wasn't that big a deal. He, well, good. Yeah, he was like, I just made it better. I mean, think it's 2019. Shrek is old enough to get its license. Oh, stop it. I know, right? Like, I, I don't want to think about that. This film debuted at the 2001 Keynes Film Festival. Do you know what I'm talking about? A Keynes Film Festival? The Kane Film Film Festival. Is it Kane? Is it pronounced Kane? I don't know. Kane. I'm a white person from mid the Midwest. Cannies <laughs> at the Cannies Film Festival. The thing with the leaves around it. It's in Monaco. I'll take your word for that. And so it premiered at Cannies. It was the first animated film to do so since Peter Pan in 1953. Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. No. I, I'm. I'm. I am shocked. Does that <laughs> <laughs> like does that make you feel a little differently? It does. I mean, I guess. Way to go, Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Disney, this movie's a giant middle finger to Disney. No, no lie. Absolutely <laughs> no lie. It's one of my favorite parts. It's and it's you know it's really one of those because like I was little little. When Shrek came out, I was only five. Wow. Sorry. <laughs> I was you, only, you're white as a ghost. I was only five when Shrek came out. You were like, what, nine? That's math, yes. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it was one of those movies that I remember seeing a lot on as a trailer on TV, like as a little kid. I remember the promotions. I remember green ketchup. Yes. At Burger King. Oh my goodness. I know. It's the first modern fairy tale. The first modern fairy tale? Because think about all... Disney kind of has this monopoly on the happily ever after, like, in those days. Mm -hmm. They're just bucking all the tropes around Disney tales. I mean, I guess, yeah. It's a fairy tale for a new generation that doesn't focus on the perfection of the true love narrative or the idea that beauty is the only thing worth looking at in a potential mate. When you said fairy tale for the new generations, I got goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to jump in? Let's just jump right into it. To the brown muddy waters? <laughs> well, I mean, what do we start with? We start with the good old <laughs> light from above down on the uh, storybook <laughs> that we've seen in the beginning of so many films. We're going to tell a story. Let's turn the pages one by one and make everybody fucking read. <laughs> like, I'm not here to read. This is a movie. But thankfully, they read it for us. What What is the subject of this story? I mean, we're first learning in our storybook that, oh, there was this princess and she lives in a tower and she's guarded by a hideous fire-breathing dragon. Mike Myers in full Scottish voiceover here. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just love that when he gets to the end of Fiona's predicament, as it's laid out in the storybook, <laughs> he just like tears the page away and he's like, yeah, right. And he laughs. He rips the page off. And you know what the joke is? Mm. He's wiping his ass with it. it <laughs> you know, I guess I never did think about that. He's wiping <laughs> 
He's wiping his ass with the storybook page. Because then what happens? Why we, do we know that? <laughs> we cut to an exterior of an outhouse. <laughs> oh, Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I it's iconic. I love the opening titles. Like, it, you gotta love Smash Mouth. It is iconic. It is memeable. Right? <laughs> We're introduced to Shrek in all his green glory. <laughs> yes. He lives in a swamp. He bathes in the mud. He brushes his teeth with bug guts. <laughs> yes. It. I just, it, I don't know why. Sometimes, sometimes that sequence feels like an episode of Cribs to me. Like, welcome to my swamp. <laughs> yeah. Here's my mud jacuzzi. Like, he is a typical Midwestern man. <laughs> he is... In his home, he wants no one to fucking bother him. He wants to be gross, fart, and burp all day. He, he, he just doesn't want to be bothered. He, he likes a solitary life. But there's a reason he doesn't want to be bothered, and we will find that out soon enough. <laughs> well, he's an ogre. I mean, yeah, but, like, what does that have to do with anything? Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. You got the theme of the movie. I've made the point. Yes. <laughs> we get a montage of him doing lots of disgusting shit. His morning routine. I love when they cut to him. It's like he's painting the sunset, but it's really just the keep out sign. Yes. <laughs> I know. And he's like, oh, he's going to be dignified here for a second. No. He's got to make keep out signs because the villagers are just making it a weekly thing to come trash his swamp. Exactly. I think it's in there. All right. Let's get it. Hold, hold on. Do you know what that thing could do to you? Yeah. Grind your bones for its bread. <laughs> yes. Well, actually, that would be a giant. Is this just what these guys do instead of play poker? It's because I'm green, isn't it? Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Taxi. <laughs> like, yeah. But Shrek is doing what he thinks is the status quo for him. He's a big, green, ugly giant, and he's just meant to scare people, and that's how he chooses to live his life. I forget the legend of how Shrek is conditioned as a child. I th it says so when they... In Shrek the Musical, they lay... Yes, there is a Shrek the Musical, folks, and if you don't know about it, go watch it. It's on Netflix. You will not be disappointed. If you love the movie, you will love Shrek the Musical. We are not getting into my personal ties with Shrek the Musical at the current time. We will oh. wait. Oh, come on. We will wait. All right. We'll save that for after the credits. We'll save that for later. <laughs> anyway. But Shrek has never hurt anyone. Exactly. He just wants to be left alone. And the villagers have a very bad impression of him based on things they don't understand, like many Americans. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I think they're trying to tell us something. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we fear what we don't know. Exactly. And we judge based on appearances. Mm -hmm. Shrek's not having it. He just scares them off. Exactly. Like, it's nothing. This is the part where you run away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my like, God. And like rats, they scatter. Like they, oh, my God. So terrified. He sees a wanted poster. While the villagers are running off, he sees a wanted poster for fairy tale creatures. The lord of the land, Lord Farquaad, has... Fuck. What? Sorry. What? I just forget about Farquaad. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but he's so... He's probably one of the most memeable parts of that movie. Right. I mean, he really is. The lord of the land, Lord Farquaad, has decreed that all fairy tale creatures will be rounded up to be uh, placed in, like, encampments or something? <laughs> lord Fuckwad, as I like to re refer to him as. Fascist 
bastard. Little man syndrome. Literal little man syndrome. We cut to a dismal scene in which those fairy tale creatures are being rounded up. We're talking witches. We're talking dwarves. We're talking the three little bears. I can't with the three little bears. The the baby bear is like, this cage is so small. The seven dwarves are chanting like they're in Les Mis. They are, aren't they? (laughs) People are literally turning in their friends and neighbors. Geppetto sells out Pinocchio. Yeah, he literally takes him by the table and is like, here's this fucking thing. It's caused me so much trouble. And he's like, I'm a real Five shillings for the possessed toy. (laughs) (laughs) Right? And you're just like, ooh, how Machiavellian. (laughs) That guard is totally Jim Cummings, by the way. Really? I I didn't even have to look it up. I mean, shot in the dark, you're going to get Jim Cummings when it comes to voiceover work. If you don't know who Jim Cummings is, he is the current voice of Tigger and Winnie the Pooh. Mm -hmm. He's literally scattered throughout your animation childhood. Literally. He's in, if, if pick an animated movie, he's probably in it. Yeah, doing some uh, bit voice work or mm-hmm. something. He's got a very diverse range of talents in his voiceover work. Stuffed with fluff, I'm dummy thick. <laughs> and the clap of my ass cheeks looted the bees. I hate you I'm sorry, so no. much. I'm sorry, I just had to. This old bitch claims she's got a talking donkey. <laughs> she looks like Mrs. Fig from Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> this old woman, does she have a name? I'm just calling her this old bitch. Yeah, this old bitch, yeah. This old bitch has a talking donkey. She she sounds like a smoker, so, I mean. <laughs> what have we got? Well, I've got a talking donkey. <laughs> right. Well, that's good for ten shillings, if you can prove it. Oh, I'd go ahead, little fella. And Donkey, who we've heard muttering. I love how she's selling him, and she expects him to just perform like a, <laughs> like a good little slave. <laughs> we have our first swear. You know what we do? Yeah. Shrek is kind of off the cuff. Shrek doesn't really... Shrek is for a kid's audience, but, like, they really don't give a shit. They're looking to get the parents in the seats, too, you know? Listen, when I told my supervisor that we were doing this movie, she said that movie was a game changer because they they marketed it to kids but it had plenty of overt adult humor mm-hmm. for adult for parents to enjoy it's peppered all throughout the movie too like mm-hmm. it's so it's so great but yeah that old bitch is trying to get him to talk so that she can get her 30 pieces of silver or however much yeah She's like, gods no no he talks he does I can talk. I'd love to talk. I'm not talking a damn thing I ever saw. She does say damn. That's where that is. That's where that's peppered in. Do you remember your butthole tightening as a kid? Like, <gasps> they said a swear. Does mom and dad know? I actually never noticed it as a kid. Really? Yeah, I didn't notice it until I was older. Oh, there's lots of things that went by really fast for us as a kid mm-hmm. that I wrote down. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to take this woman away because Donkey won't talk. And when the guards grab her, Donkey escapes via fairy dust. <laughs> yes. Tinkerbell's cage gets upended and... Hey! I can fly! He can fly! He can, he can fly. fly! He can talk! <laughs> That's right, fool! Now I'm a flying talking donkey! He encounters Shrek in the forest while they're chasing him. Mm-hmm. And the guards try to take Shrek into custody. You there! Ogre! <laughs> I... <laughs> <laughs> So he scares them off. And this is the beginning of Shrek being unable to shake Donkey like a barnacle on a ship. They're inseparable from that moment because he saved Donkey's life. Well, Donkey also has no friends. <laughs> he he now owes you what they would call a life debt. 
Star Wars fans only. Oh my goodness. Donkey really is the Jar Jar of Shrek. (laughs) If we're being honest. See, but Donkey's actually useful. Shrek even roars to try and get him to go away. That was really scary. And if you don't mind me saying, if that don't work, your breath certainly will get the job done, because you definitely need some Tic Tacs or something, because your breath stinks. See, Donkey's just one of those souls who's impressed with you, no matter what you look like. Shrek is honestly so lucky he found Donkey. I mean, that's a beautiful way to look at it, but is could it also be that he's just too stupid to insult? I guess. Because <laughs> there's that part where Shrek's like, well, it's no wonder you don't have any friends. And Donkey goes, wow. Only a true friend would be that honest. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. So Donkey just follows him home. Yeah. To his swamp. Donkey eventually browbeats him into letting him stay for the night. Mm. Outside, of course. Like when you're trying to get a friend to go home. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) But they won't. You're looking at your watch. I've got stuff to do. Yeah. (laughs) Shrek just prefers to be alone, really. I don't think anybody really prefers to be alone. I mean, he's at threat of dying every day of his life because of the hatred he faces at the hands of the people of the kingdom. I mean, it's true. And according to the people of the kingdom, he's not people. I really don't think he actually wants to be alone. I just think he thinks he's supposed to be alone. He's a, yeah, I mean, when you're conditioned that way your whole life. Haven't we all been there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is where the mood shifts very abruptly because it's a quiet night. Shrek is sitting down to a dinner of something disgusting. <laughs> He's made a candle for himself out of earwax. Fuck. <laughs> then there's moving shadows and skittering noises. <laughs> it's cool. It's just three blind mice. Well, gents, it's a far cry from the farm, but what choice do we have? Well, it's not home, but we'll do just fine. What a lovely bed. Gotcha! I found some cheese. <laughs> the fairy tale creatures have arrived. Wait. He goes out his front door. There's hundreds of fairy tale creatures on the lawn. He's incredulous. <laughs> the three bears, the Pied Piper, the three good fairies from Sleeping Beauty. What are you doing in my swamp? I love it in his face. He's just like, uh, uh, there's too many people here. <laughs> and the three pigs are the ones that eventually explain that Lord Farquaad is the one that sent them there. He hoofed and he puffed and he signed an eviction notice. (laughs) That was not the clip. That was Ross. (laughs) Pretty good, buddy. Shrek puts everyone on notice. He informs everyone that he's going to go see Farquaad and he's going to have Farquaad kick them off his land. And he immediately becomes the champion of all of the fairy tale creatures, despite his hostility. Like, I think, I think he thought that they were going to have a very different reaction to that. I think that that's a common theme throughout the movie. Shrek is so ready for everyone to be so anti him, but through his natural state of being, people automatically take to him. Right. Yeah. Or there's also the thing where he's the unexpected hero. Exactly. And that's literally what he didn't expect those people to think of him as their hero. Yeah. But he despises them. They're on his lawn. <laughs> <laughs> I would be upset too. Oh, God. And wouldn't you know it, Donkey is the only one of them who knows where Farquaad lives. <laughs> you think someone else would know. But no, it's just Donkey. <laughs> on the road again. Take it with me, Shrek. I can't wait to get on the road again. What did I say about singing? Well, can I whistle? No. Well, can I hum it? All right. 
you and me are Donkey and Shrek on a road trip. We kind of are. And, and we trade, we take turns being, being Shrek and Donkey. Yeah. Absolutely. Sometimes I'm grumpy. And yeah. Sometimes you won't stop humming. Yeah. Sometimes I won't stop humming. Yeah. Sometimes you're grumpy. But they are. They're off on the road to go reclaim Shrek's land from Lord Fuckwad. <laughs> this is where we meet Lord Farquad. You know, I'm kind of confused about the territorial jurisdictions in this realm that Shrek lives in. Because, oh, no, I had questions for you about that. Like, here's the... Th- I don't mean to get off the subject material, but if you're listening to this, hopefully you've seen beyond just Shrek. Hopefully you've seen Shrek 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. They're working on five right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. They're just one kept coming after the other. Um, and <laughs> you cut off one head, two more grow back in its place. <laughs> and, you know, you have the kingdom of... Far, far away. There's, you know, other realms that other princesses live in. Fairy tale realms. Yeah. So, like, we'll come back to those later. I and I guess Lord Farquaad's just the ruler of the others, like in Lost. Well, he's. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> like... Here's the thing. He's not a king. Yeah. So he doesn't have a kingdom. How is he in power? Yeah, that's what I want to know. Uh, yeah, I know. Where's my Game of Thrones series about this? Exactly. Duloc. <laughs> not a perfect town. <laughs> Dun, dun. <laughs> this is a great sequence. You know, the way it's animated, trying to make Lord Farquaad look all badass. And then it cuts to that last shot when he goes through the dungeon doors and he's four foot one. Yes. <laughs> I, I just like when you when he walks through the doors and you see how much shorter he is than the two guards. We, we, we happen upon probably one of the more hilarious sequences in the entire film, don't we? This is an interesting choice for a children's film. Witness intimidation and torture. <laughs> I mean, he's torturing the gingerbread man who has information about where the rest of the fairy tale creatures are hiding. Why is it that this cookie has all the tea? <laughs> tea and cookies, hello. Shut up. Hey, you. He breaks off his legs. Yeah. Run, run, run as fast as you can. You can't catch me. I'm the gingerbread man! You're a monster! I'm not the monster here. You are. You and the rest of that fairy tale trash poisoning my perfect world. He is a monster! He is a monster. He broke off his fucking legs. And then taunted him with them. Exactly! It's very dark. Yeah. (laughs) This nonsense is cut short. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) By the delivery of the magic mirror. The Jay Leno magic mirror? See, I... I wrote down Seacrest. Oh, just I don't like, know. Just like this showbiz whore announcer kind of affect. It, exactly. Gingy screams to the mirror, don't tell him anything. <laughs> but I know what you mean about like the whole showbiz whore. I like that trope. Yeah. You know, when it's as it's represented in Shrek. More shade from the mirror on fairy tale tropes because the mirror is here to tell him who's the fairest the one of all. The mirror is here to stroke Lord Farquaad's ego. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Mirror, mirror on the wall, is this not the most perfect kingdom of them all? Well, technically you're not a king. Uh, Thelonious... You were saying? What I mean is, uh, you're not a king yet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he he quickly backpedals, but he just says, you gotta marry a princess. Which is not how real monarchy works, but we'll let it slide. (laughs) Yeah, for the sake of time. (laughs) Sorry. And your long explanation. Sorry. (laughs) We will let it slide. Okay. (laughs) 
When he's introducing him to all of the bachelorettes, this part goes so fast and it's for sure on purpose because it always went too fast for me as a kid to understand all of it, but I wrote it down this time. <laughs> the Cinderella, bachelorette number one, is a mentally abused shut-in from a kingdom far, far away. Is that really what he says? I turned on the subtitles. I guess I just don't, guess you don't catch that. <laughs> You're proving my point. <laughs> You're it's a mentally abused shut-in from a kingdom far, far away. You're proving my point for me. She likes sushi and hot tubbing anytime. <laughs> That's Cinderella. That's Cinderella. Bachelorette number two. Although she lives with seven other men, she's not easy. <laughs> Just kiss her dead frozen lips and find out what a live wire she is. That's crazy. <laughs> Give these writers an award. <laughs> then we come to Fiona, who loves pina coladas. Boom. Boom. And getting caught in the rain. I, and I, I love that they pepper that in there. You know, have you ever listened to that song all the way through? No, no. Okay, that song is about taking out a personal ad, trying to get some. <laughs> you mean the Tinder of the 1980s? This guy is vacationing, writing class, a personal ad to put in the paper, and he's like, if you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain, come to my hut and we'll do it. <laughs> That's basically more or less what the song is saying. And of course... Farquaad picks which princess? Three. Pick number three, my lord. Fiona. <laughs> princess Fiona. I like how sometimes in animation they will kind of try to if you if if somebody's doing a voiceover they will try sometimes to make the facial structure of the animated character kind of look like the actor. Shark Tail. Yes. That fish is Will Smith, and there is no denying. And Renee Zellweger. And Renee. That fish looks more like Renee Zellweger 10 years ago than Renee Zellweger does now. Oh, you mean since she got a whole different head? <laughs> Guys, <laughs> if you're not aware of this, Renee Zellweger just got like a new head in 2014. Stop. She said, like, seriously, literally Google Renee Zellweger then and now. You know the mirror tries to tell him about the curse? Oh, he does, doesn't he? All I have to do is just find someone. But I probably shouldn't mention the little thing that happens at night. I'll do it. Yes, but after sunset. Silence! Lord Farquaad is too busy listening to himself talk. He doesn't want to hear it. He's very infatuated with the idea of Fiona and does not want to hear about any curse that she may or may not have. All he knows is that she's pretty and she likes to get drunk in the rain. And she's a princess, so... That's it. That's all he needs. Shrek and Donkey have now arrived in Duloc. <sighs> what is Duloc designed to look like, Ross? It looks very German on the inside. It looks like a German Disney world. Yeah, a little bit. It's even got the, the poor bastard in the oversized head. Who absolutely loses his shit at the <laughs> sight of Shrek. I'm not trained for this. I'm not trained for this. <laughs> exactly. This wasn't in my contract. Me running away from clients at work. <laughs> there's turnstiles. There's Muzak <laughs> over the speakers. And that horrible little information booth with the song I can't get out of my head. Duloc is a perfect place, eh? <laughs> the lady doth protest too much. And every single one of those little fuckers, those little animatronic fuckers in the information booth when it plays the song, notice how they're all blonde haired, blue eyed. Oh, stop. You really are getting some overtones here. Like, there is this idea of perfection that everyone is striving towards in Duloc. And that's r a running theme throughout the movie. I just love how the booth 
prints their picture at the end. I love their fucking faces. <laughs> Just the, oh? Wow. Let's do that again. No, 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 no. Donkey won't stop humming the song, and Shrek is me. <laughs> All right, you're going the right way for a smack bottom. <laughs> that's one of my better, that's one of the better lines. <laughs> they find the entire town in some gladiator-style arena for a battle royale-style tournament for the knights to compete for the, quote, privilege of rescuing Fiona. Farquaad's so lazy, he doesn't even want to go do the dirty work himself. Because he knows he can't. Because he's the size of my thumb. <laughs> But Shrek and Donkey get there, and Farquaad sees them, and he's like, LOL, just kidding, kill the ogre instead. The soundtrack for this movie is so awesome. I know, and I wish we would have brought this up sooner, but yeah, I think this is really where we get a taste for how good the soundtrack is, because we've got Joan Jet. Yeah, we have a fight scene set to bad reputation. I love it. I absolutely love it. Freaks and Geeks fans will appreciate. Yes. <laughs> My favorite sight gag is the chair. <laughs> The crowd is going nuts. They love him. Yeah, see? Yeah. No matter where he goes, people end up loving him. Yeah. I love that. And he doesn't appreciate it. Yeah. Which, haven't we all been there? I swear I'm going to say that ten times, because this movie is so relatable. It really is. Lauren Farquaad is really great at improvising on the fly. Have you noticed? He decides in that moment that because Shrek has won, he's going to send Shrek to rescue Fiona Yeah. in exchange for relocating the fairy tale creatures from his land. Even Farquaad loves his ability. Shrek and Donkey are off to go save the princess. I feel like everything is a lot closer than it's made to look. Yeah. Because this whole movie takes place over like three days. Or something like that. It, it really is like three days because they go to the volcano, they get Fiona, there's one nightfall, another day and then a second nightfall, and then Farquaad shows up the next morning to get her. So it's like three days. Why couldn't if he? Why couldn't Farquaad and his merry band of men just fucking done it themselves? And I know the answer to that, because there'd be no plot, Ross. I understand. <laughs> they could have flown to Mordor. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> Shrek and Donkey are walking along, having a snack. <laughs> They just happen upon a field where uh, Shrek is literally just pulling things out of the ground and eating them. He's eating an onion, like an S apple. A straight onion. It's really gross. Emily Stratman, if you're listening to this, I just want you to know I'm never going to forget you daring Alyssa to eat an onion on my kitchen floor. And the mess that you two made. Oh my god. And I had to pick it out of the carpet. Go on. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> We get this explanation from Shrek to Donkey that ogres are complicated. For your information, there's a lot more to ogres than people think. Example? Example? Okay, um... Ogres are like onions. They stink? Yes. No. Oh, they make you cry? No! Oh, you leave them out in the sun, they get all brown, start sprouting little white hairs. No! Layers! Onions have layers. He explains to Donkey how ogres are perceived by people versus how they really are. And ogres have layers, onions have layers. You get it. We both have layers. I mean, everyone really has layers to them. You know, it, and I think this is a really good commentary on everyone's got a facade mm -hmm. that they're trying to play off, you the, know? That first layer, that crispy layer. Exactly. That flakes off really yeah, easily. Flakes off and gets stuck in my kitchen carpet. <laughs> anyway. So. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just. 
that was a nerve wracking night. Anyway. And so, and I just, I just like that he's trying to explain to Donkey. He's like, you know, you wear your heart on your sleeve. Great. Good for you. Whatever. I, I am covered in layer after smelly layer. I choose to hold some things back. I'm going to be me. You're going to be you, you know? I just love how Donkey keeps trying to get him to see it in a more positive way. Yeah. No, it's like cakes or like parfaits. <laughs> I love that line. You know, everybody likes parfaits. <laughs> Eddie Murphy, this is honestly one of Eddie Murphy's greatest performances, in my opinion. I mean, there are definitely some greater performances by Eddie Murphy, but just in terms of, I don't know, the character that he puts into Donkey, it's not your everyday Eddie Murphy character. This movie has a lot of montages. Yes. To the point where it annoys me. Gotta love the montages. Yet another walking montage set to another great tune. I know. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. I'm on my way. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. They travel from a lush farming community all the way to, like, a literal volcano. It just has a castle floating in the middle of it, which is absurd. Yeah. And, of course, the only way to get there is by a sketchy rope bridge. <laughs> I mean, come on. No, listen, I empathize with Donkey when they're standing over the bridge and he's like, Oh, you can't tell me you're afraid of heights. No, I'm just a little uncomfortable about being on a rickety bridge over a boiling lake of lava. Come on, Donkey. And Shrek is being a fucking dick because Shrek knows that Donkey does not want to walk across this thing. But Shrek's like, oh, come on. It's not that big a deal. And it's like swaying it back and forth. What I was going to say about that actually was... I think it's weirdly parental in a way. Yeah, it's a convenience thing because Donkey's holding up the show, but he also, like, forces Donkey to, like, yeah. conquer that fear. You're right, yeah. Th this is the first time we get the, really? Really, really. Aww. I love that. And I say that all the time now. When I say, someone goes, really? And I go, really, really. Really, really. It's, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> so they get across the rope bridge. The inside of this castle is insane. Fiona must be one hot item because there's lots of skeletons of men who've tried to save her. <laughs> Just laying around. Literally everyone trying to get that good... Careful. <laughs> Choose your words carefully. I also love how this castle, like a lot of things in animated films, the interior is not in proportional size to the exterior. <laughs> like, this thing has miles of halls. <laughs> and on the outside, it's literally just on this rock in the middle of lava. It's got room on the inside for a dragon to just roam around. It's like in Harry Potter when they all go into the tent. I love magic. <laughs> Shrek tells Donkey to go look for the princess while he looks for the dragon. So they split up. But that plan doesn't go well. <laughs> because what happens? The dragon finds Donkey. Yeah. <laughs> She's chasing him. She honestly just wants to say hi. But we don't know that yet. <laughs> no, we don't. Because we don't know. The, we're assuming the dragon's gender at this point. Yes. Yes, we did. We're thinking this is a horrible, ugly... Male know, dragon. Male dragon who's trying to burn them. And you know what else? You know what else? You're... You're a girl dragon. Oh, sure. I mean, of course you're a girl dragon. Because... You're just reeking of feminine beauty. Uh, uh. In the struggle, the dragon flings Shrek into the tower where Fiona's sleeping. What the hell? I love how Fiona's awake and like, because who wouldn't be if someone crashed through your ceiling? Exactly. But she pretends to go back to sleep. Yeah, because she's like, shit, here we go. This is it. This is the one. They made it. Someone actually made it into my room. <laughs> she has a very particular opinion about how this whole process should go. You can tell she's been rehearsing this her whole life. And Shrek can tell, too. <laughs> hey, wait! What are you doing? 
you know, you should sweep me off my feet out yonder window and down a rope onto your valiant steed. You've had a lot of time to plan this, haven't you? Mm -hmm. The whole way out, she's trying to get him to play along with her script. Yeah. Nothing's going right. Exactly. He hasn't slain the dragon. <laughs> He's not being very chivalrous. <laughs> He's going to abandon her temporarily to go look for Donkey. Well, I have to save my ass. <laughs> How did they get away with I, that? I don't know how. I, I really don't. <laughs> Meanwhile, Donkey has been made a sex slave. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> He's coiled up in the dragon's tail, and she's blowing in his ear. It's so weird. She's like... <laughs> I'm sorry. She literally blows a smoke ring that turns into a heart. Donkey's literally going, no means no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Shrek manages to restrain the dragon by... <laughs> leading it around corners. <laughs> <laughs> He collars her with a chandelier. Yes. And that's on a chain. Uh -huh. And now she's like a dog on a chain and she's chasing them around the castle and the chain is crossing paths with itself. And she's trying to burn all of them alive. It's some Scooby-Doo nonsense. It honestly is kind of nerve wracking. You're like, are they going to get away? Are they going to get away? But of course they do, because there would be no more plot. <laughs> but they barely escape. Dragon tries to fly after them. But she's chained up. Mm-hmm. And she literally, she's so sad. I know. When Donkey gets away, she's just like, you know, I bet Fiona's been lonely, but I bet she's been lonely too. Exactly. But do you know one thing that's never, never explored in the Shrek films? Because, oh. I mean, spoiler alert, Donkey and the dragon do end up together. But how are Fiona and the dragon never going to deal with their history? You want to, you know what I mean? Like, in what Shrek, do you want? In Shrek 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12, you know, the dragon's like a friend of the family, you know? Like, it's Donkey's woman, you know? Because, like, Shrek and Donkey are tight. And, like, Fiona's with Shrek now. And, like, like, how are these bitches not throwing hands at each other, like, all the time? Like, you kept me fucking locked in a tower for all my life, and the dragon's just like... What What do you want? Like, a Netflix original, Grace and Frankie-style show? Kind of. Where, like, they, where the dragon and Fiona live together? The shit is never worked out. They just go on like nothing happened. They swept it under the rug. Anyway. Speaking of things that didn't go right, now that that dragon's been taken care of... Fiona's like ready she's like now that that's out of the way take this into consideration she because he takes off his helmet and she's disappointed she's disgusted yeah i'm disappointed in her that yeah. she's disappointed mm -hmm. you know what i mean uh but take this into consideration she spent likely a decade in that tower she spent more than half her life exactly in and, that tower and now she's out and just because this isn't going perfect She's going to sit there and wait for Lord Farquaad to come get her. You can tell Lord Farquaad that if he wants to rescue me properly, I'll be waiting for him right here. Hey, I'm no one's messenger boy. All right. I'm a delivery boy. But Shrek picks her up caveman style and they book it. This is where Shrek informs Fiona that they'll be walking through the night and she demands they make camp. <laughs> She's not fucking around either. She gets immediately perturbed. Hey, come on. I'm scarier than anything we're going to see in this forest. I need to find somewhere to camp now! And they're like, oh shit, she got mad. Yeah. <laughs> but remember, something's supposed to happen at night. Yeah. That didn't get explained to us. Yeah. So they go to this, like, 
rock heap. <laughs> yes, I like that. Rock heap. They move a rock out of the way like a tomb. Yeah. And she literally rips her literal command of the tree. <laughs> she literally rips the whole side of the tree off and uses it as a door. <laughs> what strength for a woman of her size. <laughs> she bids them a very curt good night. Yes. I love this scene the starry night scene. I know. It's 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 one of my favorite sequences too. Shrek and Shrek is showing Donkey the constellations of his people. Yeah. Set to that beautiful acoustic guitar. I love that. I do. <laughs> it's very good vibes. <laughs> and Shrek makes the point that, you know, sometimes things are more than they appear. Yeah. I know. Ow. I know. You know, like <laughs> Shrek says that the first thing he's going to do when he gets back to his land is build a wall around it. A 10-foot wall. I love it when Donkey tries to be profound, and so he starts psychoanalyzing Shrek. Mm-hmm. You know what I think? I think this whole wall thing is just a way to keep somebody out. No. Do you think? But Shrek gets upset, and he explains, Listen, it's not me that has a problem with the world. It's the world that has a problem with me. Real talk. Those moments just punch me in the gut. I know. Especially when you're a kid. Yeah. Every kid feels... Even the kids that seem to have everything, we all feel awkward. And inferior. And like we don't belong. And some of us are better off than others regardless, but it's still... Something every... It's still something everyone has to deal with. Yeah. Everyone deals with feelings of inadequacy. It's just that... Not all of us look like Shrek. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I feel seen, honestly. Aw. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. I like that. Fat kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were fat kids, if you couldn't tell by the everything about us. High five. High five. We're still fat kids. We are still fat kids. <laughs> From inside her tomb room. You can see one pair of bulbous eyes. Something about Fiona is different. <laughs> but you can't quite make it out. But she overhears Shrek say... <sighs> They judge me before they even know me. That's why I'm better off alone. And you're just like, ow. Yeah, stop that. That hurts. Listen, I'm going to breeze over this as quickly as possible because it haunts my nightmares. This, this, oh my God. (laughs) We're in Lord Farquaad's bedroom. I've been really trying, baby. Like, you know, that's... (laughs) He's literally... He set the mood. He's shirtless in his bed. I resent that I have to watch this and I feel bad for the mirror. Because the mirror has to hang there and just watch that all happen. But, I mean, guys, listen, it's been memed. You've seen it. We're going to talk about it. Oh, no. Far Quad's obvious boner. Stop. He acknowledges it, too. He goes... Ooh, and like oh. covers up, covers himself up more with his blanket because he's like, Mira, show me again. Show me the princess. The mirror is like, mm. <laughs> you can literally see the disgust on the mirror's face. He's like, mm, okay, like I didn't show some the picture. Just throw a rock through me. And you say, yeah, that's like shatter me. His face is just like, I want to die. <laughs> and like he shows him the picture. <laughs> And then, you know, Farquaad's like, ooh, and like conceals his boner. No! Like, how do they get away with this shit? I like, don't know. It's so obvious. I'm sorry, I know you said you wanted to glaze over it. <sighs> Thank you for putting me through that. <laughs> 
We're back in the forest. Another day, another Disney reference. And we have your stereotypical princess singing to the animals trope. That fucking bird explodes and it's the best. <laughs> she cooks its babies for breakfast. Yeah, like, do you think that was her intention? Someone's got to hunt and gather. But she's never had to do that. That's another thing I want to know. How did she live more than half her life locked in that tower? The was... same reason that anybody who's ever been locked in a tower for any extended of period time knows anything because they read books. What was the... She also knows karate. What was she eating? Like, I don't know. You're right. I'm overanalyzing. <laughs> Leave that writer alone. Okay. It's just so metal. She kills that bird and cooks its babies for breakfast. <laughs> Fiona's decided she's going to make nice, which, you know, good for her. That's mature. Yeah, she's like, we got off on the wrong foot. Here's some breakfast. I made you some breakfast. Guys, we've arrived at my favorite part. Okay, this may be your favorite part. It's my least favorite part because it stops the movie cold. Like <laughs> They're walking along. Fiona's singing again. And from off camera, we hear La Liberté! Yeah! <laughs> Snatches Fiona right off camera. You blink, she's gone. <laughs> wait, wait, what are you doing? Be still, mon chéri, for I am your savior, and I am rescuing you from this green beast. <sighs> Why is Robin Hood French? I don't know. <laughs> I is 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 that not a traditional English tale? I know. Yeah. He comes with his own theme music. <laughs> I still from the rich and give to the needy. Takes a wee percentage. But I'm not greedy. I risk your pretty damsels, man. I'm good. Break <laughs> it down. The snapping. I can't breathe. <laughs> when the beauty's with the beast, it makes me awfully That's mad. <laughs> very, very mad. <laughs> I can't, I can't breathe. <laughs> and just when he's about to take his first hit, Fiona's not waiting for anyone to save her. <laughs> and she pulls out the Ang Lee choreography on their asses. We also get the obligatory Matrix freeze frame. Yes. <laughs> where it pauses on her. And then she just kicks both of them in the face. She's a literal badass. Shrek and Donkey are being constantly surprised yeah. by Fiona. And this is another example of we're violating the traditional fairy tale narrative. We have a damsel in distress who was doing all the heavy lifting. She's putting together the shelter. She's cooking. She's saving everybody from a band of thieves. Trek is in shock. He's so impressed and it's adorable. Yeah. We have better attitudes now about gender roles, but I love that in this day and age, this was a movie that lauded non-traditional, quote, male and female behaviors. Mm -hmm. Because it all ties back into not being perfect. You don't have to be a perfect princess. You don't have to be a perfect knight to have a fairy tale romance. Mm -hmm. We get another fucking montage set I, to another awesome tune. This is my favorite montage. The kind where you watch them fall in love. Yeah. Oh, gross. <laughs> the cotton candy spiderweb thing. <laughs> I can't, it's so gross. Making balloons out of frogs and snakes. She literally blows that snake up and ties it up like a clown. <laughs> it's horrifying, especially when they let the balloons go. Yeah, and you're just like, those poor creatures. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, they're outside Duloc, 
and everybody's suddenly full of excuses why they shouldn't go in. I'm worried about Donkey. What? I mean, look at him. He, he doesn't look so good. What are you talking about? I'm fine. Well, that's what they always say, and then, then, then next thing you know, you're on your back. Dead. You know, she's right. You look awful. Do you want to sit down? Oh, you know what? I'll make you some tea. She's looking for every excuse. <laughs> They're too happy to play parents to a talking donkey. Exactly. Over some roasted rat. <laughs> yes. Shrek tells Fiona that she should come visit him in the swamp sometime. As if she w- could do that after <laughs> marrying Farquaad. It's real romantic, though. The sun is setting behind them. Just some roasted rat. Them in a fire. And you think that he's going to ask her something important. Princess? Yes? Shrek? I, um, I was wondering, are you, uh, are you going to eat that? But he doesn't. And you're like, damn it. And you're like, damn it. Ow. (laughs) Like, show your true feelings, Shrek. Take that crispy layer off. (laughs) Fiona realizes that it's almost sundown and retreats into the windmill. Bye. I have to retreat to my windmill. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be in my windmill (laughs) if you need me. Everyone deserves a windmill. Windmill rights now. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Fiona goes to bed and Donkey's like, what the fuck, man? You messing around with that whom? (laughs) Snatches his wig over crushing on Fiona. Yeah. But Shrek's convinced he can't tell her how he feels. Exactly. He's like, this is not how this is going to go. This is not for me. I don't get to experience this. I have to give her to Lord Farquaad. Because that's who she belongs with. Yeah, and I I belong on my land and she belongs with Farquaad. And I'm just like, Shrek, it can be different. (laughs) It doesn't have to be this way. You just want to give him a hug. Right? Because he's just like, damn, your first fucking opportunity at true love and it's gonna be stolen by napoleon (laughs) but donkey's decided he's gonna intervene anyway donkey's gonna donkey (laughs) like i did at parties people are trying to make out in secluded rooms and i'm opening every door drunk off my ass (laughs) what are you doing here (laughs) donkey is me in this moment this is what i do when two friends are not telling each other how they feel i like to intervene (laughs) and i like to you know, kind of see what either one is saying. And that's why he's trying to be the go-between. He's trying to be the mediator here. He's like, y'all need to tell each other how you feel. Y'all need to say what you're saying to everyone else. Yeah, Donkey's just trying to get everybody to kiss and make up. Yeah, but there's a problem. Yeah. (laughs) You better believe there is. Remember that little thing that was supposed to happen at night? Donkey goes in. Fiona's nowhere to be found. And we get a big reveal. Shrek! Shrek! No, Shrek! No, it's okay, it's okay. What did you do with the princess? Donkey, shh, I'm the princess. Ah! It's me and this body. Oh my god, you ate the princess! Fiona is an ogre. Yeah, that's the thing that happens it's when the sun the goes big down. big reveal, everyone. Which, I mean, in a way, when the sun goes down and the bra comes off, we all become a little less subjectively attractive. <laughs> But who gives a shit? Yeah. But, you know, Fiona, this is the reason why she had to be locked in the tower, y'all. Like, at night, she turns into a big green ogre just like Shrek. Thanks, you stupid fucking fairy. (laughs) 
You mean the fairy godmother. Mm. Yeah. We'll do Shrek 2 someday, folks. Someday. And we'll talk about the glory that is the fairy godmother. But we're not doing 3, 4, and 5, which I'm sure we'll be here. We'll do Shrek 2. We're not going into the whole (laughs) 3, 4, and 5 forever after. Justin Timberlake. Oh my god. Move on. I do not want to talk about Shrek the third. <laughs> yeah, Fiona explains that I'm this ugly for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> a witch. She says a witch, but isn't it the fairy godmother? Yeah, but maybe she thought it was a witch at that time. Who knows? We find that out in Shrek too. Continuity error. Mm. She was put, a witch put a curse on her when she was little that would turn her into an ogress overnight. Mm -hmm. And she was kept in the tower so that no one would know her secret. Blah, blah, blah. Fairy tale tropes. Yeah. And she explains that the curse can only be broken by true love's first kiss, which wah, wah, wah. Because it was always intended to be the fairy godmother's son, Mm -hmm. Prince Charming. Yeah. (laughs) You're not going to stop going back to that, are you? I mean, sorry, Shrek 2 is literally the whole answer to Fiona's predicament, but whatever. Because Fiona thinks that her true love is supposed to look a certain way, she's desperate to marry a prince so she can go back to being normal again. Exactly. The feelings of body dysmorphia are strong. Right? Yeah. I've always been chubby. I was aware that I didn't look or behave like other girls. And it made me feel self-conscious and lesser. Again, I feel seen. Yeah. Fiona feels like she has no options because she's ugly. Yeah. And I'm going to say it again. We've all been there. She's honestly not that ugly, is an ogre? No, no, no. I'm going to need you to lean forward and say that again. She's honestly not that ugly, is an ogre? Like, she thick, ca-ca-ca-ca. You know what I'm talking about? Like, with three C's? Yeah. And... She's cute. She got that thing going, you know. (laughs) She is green, but you know. Shrek comes up to the door of the windmill while Donkey and Fiona are having this conversation. Yeah. He's got a sunflower for her. And he's trying to rehearse what he's going to say to her to tell her how he feels. I want to die. And you're just like, wow. This this would be perfect if you just barged in right now. But no, he's got to hear the wrong thing at the wrong time so that there's hurt feelings, so that there's extra plot. He's got to hear something <laughs> out of context yeah. so that we can have another 20 minutes. Yeah. I mean, really, who could ever love a beast so hideous and ugly? And princess and ugly don't go together. That's why I can't stay here with Shrek. My only chance to live happily ever after is to marry my true love. Don't you see, Donkey? That's just how it has to be. And he thinks that she's talking about him. To Donkey, by the way. So he's double hurt there (laughs) because they're both talking about him behind his back. It makes him so mad that he goes to Duloc in the middle of the night to get Farquaad. Yeah, he's just like, fuck this. I've been hurt way too many times that was i finally get my first chance at love and this is how it's gonna be and the next morning she's trying to tell him the truth and he thinks when that she's she... picking the petals off the sunflower he loves me he loves me not he loves me like and she gets the last one and it's he loves me and she's like she comes out and she's like there's something i have to but there's no shrek there's only the dawn coming <laughs> And with the dawn, she turns back into her Victoria's Secret model self. How does that dress work? Yeah. How is she not just like wandering around in it like it's a circus tent? Like, (laughs) 
It obviously has to. How does it not tear when she turns into an ogre? That's what I want to know. I don't get it. Maybe the dress is also cursed. There's no chance for them to clear up this misunderstanding before Farquaad arrives with his entourage. Because Shrek comes stomping up all man. The leg extending stirrups. That's fucking... I bust laughing. I'm just like, (laughs) goddamn. You're so little. Shrek has to listen to him ask her to marry him. Yeah. It's so sad. It's so heartbreaking because she's mad because he's mad and he's mad because of something heard out of context. Like, just shut up and kiss. Yeah, like, God. And Donkey's mad Mm -hmm. because everything's falling apart. (laughs) This beautiful friendship is falling apart. And Farquaad says, Princess Fiona, beautiful, fair, flawless Fiona, I ask your hand in marriage. Will you be the perfect bride for the perfect groom? Let's all just keep playing up this unachievable standard, folks. Yep. (laughs) Like, come on. And she says yes because she thinks that Shrek knows about her curse and hates her anyway. So she's ready to marry this bowling pin because she's (laughs) desperate. (laughs) Girl. Yeah. Play the field a little bit. Exactly. You don't have to settle for that. Yeah. You don't have to settle for a short end of the stick. No? Crickets? <laughs> no laughter from the peanut I'm gallery? I'm sorry. I can't with that one. I just can't. <laughs> Shrek basically tells Donkey to fuck off and leave him alone. Yeah, because he's mad at Donkey, too. Yeah. They were talking shit about him, so to speak. And I have in my notes, another period. Fucking period. Montage. Period. <laughs> this but is the best one, though. You're right. This really is the best one. Just because of our... You know, this is very personal to us, just because of our love of the song choice. Yeah. Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. I've heard there was a secret card that David played and it pleased the Lord, but you don't really care for music, do you? But Rufus Wainwright does a fantastic cover of it, and I think it, he does a really good job. Well, you know what's interesting about that is the Rufus Wainwright version is the one that was written for the movie and is on the soundtrack. A different version is used in the film. Goes like this, the fourth, the fifth, the minor fall, the major lift, the baffled king composing you're right. It's not Rufus Wainwright, is it? It's, it's not. a different guy. I, I have his name written down here. John Kales. Okay. Rufus Wainwright's reason for that, according to him, is that it was because of his sexuality. Mm. And there was a quote, glass ceiling. Those are his words. There was a glass ceiling in his way from his version getting used. Another explanation has something to do with licensing because he was contracted by the studio or something like that. I have no idea. But it is interesting, you know, when we download the version of the track off the album, it's always the Rufus Wainwright version, but it's a different version in the song, in the movie. Throughout this montage, Shrek has wandered all the fucking way back to his swamp where the fairy tale creatures have dispersed because, you know, he gave... Fiona to Farquaad, he got his land back. You it's know. the middle of the afternoon on the same day. Yeah, it's very lonely, though. Yeah. On both ends, when you're going through the montage of Hallelujah, you're seeing Fiona's, like, kind of content, but she's like, wow, this is what the rest of my life is going to be like. And you see Shrek, he's like, wow, I'm going to be alone forever. And you're just <laughs> like, this is fucking sad. And you've got this sad-ass song playing in the background, and you're just like, guys, who turned it down? Like... <laughs> 
<laughs> who turned down the vibes? Like <laughs> Dragon inexplicably wanders across Donkey. She, fi- I think, don't they find each other at a stream or something? Mm-hmm. And she's just like, hey, feeling down? Donkey's just like, I lost my friend. Yeah. But yeah, it's a gorgeous song. It makes you feel all the feels. It's like, okay, we're getting ready for an upswing, right? Because this is fucking sad. And uh, yeah, here comes Donkey. Donkey decides to wander back to the swamp because he has nowhere else to go. And again, this is the same day. That's why I said I don't think everything's very, like, far apart. It's mm-hmm. not as far apart as it seems. Because, yeah, because Fiona insists that they're going to get married that day because we can't have another sundown. Yeah, we can't go da- We can't go another sundown because Farquaad's going to know I'm a fucking ogre and he'll kill me. Yeah, like, exactly. Later that same afternoon, Donkey is playing with sticks in the front yard. <laughs> <laughs> because he has nowhere else to go. He's trying to build a wall. <laughs> out of twigs. That's your half and this is my half. Oh, your half. Hmm. Yes, my half. I helped rescue the princess. I did half the work. I get half the booty. Now hand me that big old rock. The one that looks like your head. Donkey's pissed. Donkey goes off on him. Mm -hmm. Rips him apart. He's like, listen here, onion boy. You're so wrapped up in layers and whatnot. You're afraid of your own feelings. Yeah. Yeah, and Shrek is having none of it. He's shutting down. He locks himself in the outhouse mm-hmm. <laughs> where we began the movie. Exactly. And Donkey's just yelling at him through the doors like, all she ever did was like you. Donkey clears up the misunderstanding about what Shrek overheard. And he does it without violating Fiona's confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Donkey is a good friend. He really is. Fiona makes him promise not to tell. Mm-hmm. And... I love that turn because now Donkey has information that Shrek wants. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And he's going to be nice to him now. Which prompts Shrek to apologize to Donkey for being an ogre. I think he means it, though. Yeah. He's, Mm -hmm. it's very sweet. They make up and they're off like a shot on Dragon's back to get to the wedding. wedding. We'll never make it in time. (laughs) Donkey's but like, oh, no, no. (laughs) Deus ace Dragon. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the first instance of Deus Ex Dragon. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, they're off like the wind, literally. And the dragon carries them to Duloc, where the wedding is in progress. <laughs> We're in this cathedral. It's very ornate and quiet. There's a guy with cue cards. <laughs> <laughs> like they're on a studio set. Like <laughs> It just says revered silence. <laughs> yeah. On the front. One thing that always prompted me to think I had dyslexia as a child, Mm -hmm. whenever I saw an applause sign, Mm -hmm. I always thought it said applesauce. (laughs) (laughs) Like, why is there a sign lighting up that says applesauce? (laughs) Fiona's trying to rush things because the sun is going down. Yeah, she's like, oh, fuck. (laughs) I need true love's kiss now. (laughs) Or it's going to be true love nothing. It's like, "Uh, can we skip that part? Yeah. Can we just skip ahead to the I do's? <laughs> Donkey and Shrek get outside the cathedral, and Shrek just wants to go in, but Donkey insists on some pageantry. Yes. He wants him to wait for the speak now or forever hold your peace. Exactly. I'm just saying, try to get through the try a little tenderness bit without laughing. <laughs> just try it. Wait, wait, what are you doing? Listen to me. Uh, look, you love this woman, don't you? Yes. You want to hold her? Yes. Please! Uh, yes! Then you got the So Shrek starts throwing Donkey up and down (laughs) to look in the window. Yeah. And and he goes, 
The whole town's in there. They're at the altar. <laughs> Mother Fletcher. He already said it. <laughs> Mother Fletcher. Yeah. Like, what? Come on. Come on, guys. What are the writers doing? What are you doing? I just love how Shrek's like, for the love of Pete and drops For it. the love of Pete and lets his ass fall. I feel like we see this shot over and over again where the camera's at the altar and the big doors open up at the end of the laneway mm-hmm. and I object! Yes. We get to a very hurtful line. <laughs> this is where he really does earn the name Lord Fuckwad. <laughs> Shrek gets up to the altar and he looks at him and goes, It's rude enough being alive when no one wants you. Big ow. <laughs> Like, that's just kind of the temperament of some people, though. I want to step on him. Yeah. I want him (laughs) crushed up into a ball and used for practice. You know what I mean? Get rid! You know? (laughs) Finish him. Shrek is desperately trying to get Fiona not to marry him. Farquaad, continuing to be a dick, makes fun of him because he has feelings for the princess. Yeah, as if anyone could love a stupid fucking ogre, you know, like... He makes the cue card guy switch to the laugh cue card. That's... I... You know, I have a love-hate relationship with these writers. I really do. (laughs) Because they hurt your feelings? No, because they get me. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And I'm just like, god damn you. (laughs) And like, yeah, and Fiona's like, you know what? I just... You know what? I need to move on with my life, you know? trying to marry my one true love well if you'll excuse me shrek quit trying to ruin it and while she's trying to decide between the two of them what happens the sun it goes down it disappears yep we get her magical girl transformation <laughs> into the ogress and everyone is appalled <laughs> raise your hand if you're surprised no one no okay <laughs> just making sure farquad's so disgusted that he's going to have them separated and jailed dragon just busts in through the the big ornate cathedral window just shatters it pops him like a tic tac yeah <laughs> like literally just ow <laughs> bye fuckwad so wait hold on what happens to Dulok? is it a democracy now i don't understand you're right what does happen to Dulok after farquad goes away because farquad insists that that marriage was binding so wouldn't that make fiona queen of Dulok? you'd think yeah but but that's not what happens no <laughs> i think it should be dragon you think <laughs> hey it's like an elder wand situation. He killed the last one. Yeah. So you should rule, right? Yeah. For those of you who thought that the dragons should have won the Game of Thrones. <laughs> what if everyone shuts the fuck up about Game of Thrones? <laughs> All my Twitter timeline has been lately is people bitching about Game of Thrones. Listen, I understand those of you who are angry. I actually, actually don't understand, really, because I have never watched the show. So maybe I should just keep quiet, but quit tweeting about it, please. (laughs) It's all my timeline is. I want to read about other things. (laughs) Anyway, so Shrek and Fiona share that kiss, and thank God we've broken the tension. (laughs) But wait a minute. She kisses the ogre. Ogre on ogre lip action. 
What happens? Nothing. We think that the curse is about to be broken. And she's going to go back to looking the way she did, which I got to be honest, when I saw this for the first time, I remember thinking, oh, yeah, she didn't turn back into. Well, no, like I was disappointed that she was going to turn back into the way she looked when we met her. And I, I remember thinking, oh, damn, she's not going to she's not going to look like me anymore. Yeah, yeah. She gets lowered and she's just looking at Shrek and she's like, I don't understand. Because she's still an ogre. Yeah. She doesn't change back into, you know, pretty Princess Fiona. She turns, she's still an ogre. She's like, But I I don't understand. I'm supposed to be beautiful. But you are beautiful. (laughs) Are you going to cry? It's teary. It really is. Like, because that was so validating. It was. As a child. I'm going to say this and you're going to laugh at me, but like that followed me through relationships for the rest of my life. Yeah. You know, even though I still struggled with body image issues and confidence issues, my brain knew that the right person, as they say in Juno, the right person's going to think the sun shines out your ass. Mm-hmm. It was a lesson that helped me a lot as I navigated adolescence and young adulthood. Yeah. And I think that. And then the movie ends in a big dance party. Like, you know, they got you got Shrek and Fiona back at the swamp. You got all our fairy tale friends. You know, we're having a big blowout. And with more Smash Mouth. With more Smash Mouth. You're right. Because if there's one thing Shrek cannot have enough of, it's Smash Mouth. It begins and ends with Smash Mouth. You know, Shrek 3 is the only movie that in the franchise that doesn't end with a dance party? Really? Yeah. What does Shrek the Third end with? Oh, I don't remember. Never mind. I don't want to talk about Shrek the Third. <laughs> and that was that was really characteristic of movies of the time. Really? Yeah. Dance party endings? Yeah. Oh. Here are some examples. I wrote them down. Toy Story 2, 1999, that ends with the... You've pe- got a friend in me. The penguin on the toy microphone. Yeah. Uh, Robots, 2005, that ends in a big dance party. I forgot about Robots. Yep. You just unlocked a deep memory <laughs> with, like, Amanda Bynes and, like... Robin Williams. Rob... Oh. Oh, I made you sad. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. No, I know how you feel. Yeah. Madagascar. Nice, big... Fantastic. Something, 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 something. something. <laughs> you know, like... Uh, Chicken Little. and Just that end with a dance party? Mm-hmm. I can't remember the song, but it does. It curse these genetically tiny legs! Shark Tail ends with Car Wash. Beetlejuice, jump in the line. Rock your body in time. Okay, I believe you. Jump in the line. Harry so he... Belafonte is a national treasure. <laughs> so yeah, that was very characteristic of the time. I just love how much fun they're all having at the end because they can finally be themselves and they don't have to worry about Lord Fuckwad. I thought love was only true in fairy tales. Shrek is love. Shrek is life. Shrek is lo- Oh, God. <laughs> what does Shrek mean to us millennials? I mean, it's the cornerstone of a lot of meme material. <laughs> I will give you that. It yeah. definitely is. Some very wrong meme material, by the way. Whoever made Shrek is Love, Shrek is Life, I don't know your user. I don't know your handle. I would have to go back and look, but I'm having you prosecuted for war crimes. <laughs> oh my God. Like, what the absolute fuck? Don't put that shit out there. 
don't ruin it for me. Oh my but, god. Yeah. But you know, for you're right, it is very memeable, but you know, what else do you think it means to people of our generation? I think that because up until that point, Disney had kind of had a monopoly on the fairy tale romance, guy meets girl, one of them is royal, sacrifices must be made, everything is perfect, everybody's hair is flowing and gorgeous, and why don't I have hair like that? Anyway. So you think DreamWorks kind of yeeted that out of the norm? I think it was important for us as a generation to see a love story that did not include all of the archetypal characters. We didn't have a strong prince and his noble steed. We had an ogre and a jackass. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Our princess wasn't petite and a shrinking violet. She was a karate chopping, bird murdering badass. Yeah. (laughs) You know. Shrek's a big softy. Yeah, it's important for us to approach not only romantic relationships, but interpersonal relationships by not judging people by what they look like or what we think they're supposed to be. It it was a good way to look at life because of this movie. Wow. (laughs) Yeah? Jesus tits. It is sweaty in here. (laughs) How are you guys out there? Did you listen all the way through? Because that's a lot. I didn't think we were going to record this long. We had to get through your story about starring in Shrek in high school. God, eat me. (laughs) If you guys want to hear that bit, stick around for the bonus material. We'll be back with more quality content from Kicking and Streaming next time. And you know what? It's my turn to pick. It is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do? I'm going to hit you with something. Uh-oh. So you guys might think this will be a little bit out of our realm, but fuck it. I don't care. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to go a little bit farther back. Because, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to keep with material that is relevant to millennials within that time frame. So this is kind of like at the very, very beginning it's, of it, millennial lifespan. This is 1982 that I'm pulling from. It's whatever. It's our podcast. Yeah, yeah. We can do what we want. <laughs> So we are going to be doing the quintessential Jim Henson classic, The Dark Crystal. <laughs> For half a second, I thought you were going to say Muppets Take Manhattan. <laughs> no. Or, or The no. Great Muppet Caper. We should have. We honestly should have. <laughs> if we're doing any Muppets film. The Muppets Christmas Carol. Yes, we have to do The Christmas Carol. That's my point. favorite Christmas it's movie. It's mine too. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you. You're like the only reason we're doing this. <laughs> well, you're not the only reason we're doing this. I mean, otherwise it would just be me and you talking to each other in a closet. Yeah. <laughs> guys, it's so hot in here. It is. <laughs> this cage is so small. Oh, baby bear. I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, we love you guys. Thank you for listening. God love you. Bye. Gothic news. Gothic news. Gothic news.